Hello, and welcome to Harmony UK, the podcast for news, views and interviews from the exciting world of British barbershop harmony singing. This is edition number four, and the second to be recorded at the 2016 convention of BABS, the British Association of Barbershop Singers in Harrogate. I'm John Beasley, here among the two and a half thousand barbershoppers who've gathered to compete in contests with their choruses or quartets, enjoy the shows, share songs and tips on technique, renew friendships and enjoy the tremendous atmosphere. We're looking forward to trying to be more successful than we were last year and thoroughly enjoy ourselves. That's the, uh, the main effort that we're going to put in. Well, all the best with that. Uh, who, are you, who are you and where are you from? Shannon Express from Potton in Bedfordshire. And this is a real opportunity to shine once a year, isn't it? Every year is an opportunity to shine, but of course it's taking the opportunity, which is the difficult thing. (laughs) What about the other events? What are you looking forward to this year? Well, I'm looking forward to going to the um, concerts, where I always enjoy those, and to seeing the chorus sing. Well, looking forward to uh, hearing the quartets this afternoon. Is there one in particular that you're watching out for? No, just look... Watching the competition in general. Do you sing in quartet yourself? I don't at the moment, no, but I'm hoping to in the future. Can I ask your name and where you're from? Yes, that's Joe Coghill from Harrowwood Harmony in Peterborough. From Peterborough, okay. And um, and what are you looking forward to most at this convention? Um, the friendship, camaraderie, meeting people we've known for years, and the singing. And do you go to many of the many of the, the, the various events? I mean, the, the, the tag singing, the, uh, uh, the the workshops. We probably go to about. 50% half of them maybe uh, we don't attend all of them because dare I whisper quietly you can get barbershopped out can you? you can a bit that, that's going to be news to some people here I think uh, no <laughs> <laughs> how about you sir? about the same and I'm here for the camaraderie, the fun the singing and so on does this help your singing when you, when you, when you go back? You're, you're from Heriwood oh, Harmony as well, are you? That's right, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely helps our singing because we can go back having talked to people, having listened to people, and uh, pass it on to those guys that uh, haven't been able to be with us. No chance, I promise you, of getting barbershopped out in the next half hour. Not with all this to come. When we finished that, the second song, the standing ovation was quite simply ridiculous and it, and it was overwhelming. Um, I very nearly broke down after the second song. It was it, To see everybody stood up on their feet and showing their support was just incredible. One of those romantic sounding things, you know, eyes meet across the room and... Uh... Yeah, so it, that's when we first met. It really <laughs> like, was as romantic as that, was it? It Eyes really was. It really was. It was like a bolt of lightning. It was like someone shoved me and gone, hey, look at him over there. You could write a song about this, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you could almost. God bless America. That patriotic music is, is great. Uh, you know, the audiences love it. We love singing it. And anytime you can you know, rally your group, and if your group happens to be an entire country, it's a pretty big group. By the dawn's early. 15 national championships, two European championships, unprecedented, being in the A-level consistently, low A-level consistently for about six years. Amazing. I, I, you know, can keep me awake at night how amazing that is. Yeah, 
Yes, Sally McLean is the musical director of two choruses. One of them, the White Rosettes, has notched up three decades of unbroken contest success. So, how's it done? We'll find out. The US Quartet Acoustics is celebrating 25 years, performing to hundreds of millions of people around the world. We've the story of a barbershop romance to warm the heart. And we'll meet three members of Britain's new champion men's quartet. But first, a correction to something I said in the last podcast. If you listened to Edition 3, you may have heard me say that Barbershop in Harmony had sponsored the first ever mixed chorus competition held here in Harrogate. Now, this was not true. Uh, Barbershop in Harmony, which brings together all three UK barbershop organisations, has sponsored the mixed quartet contests hosted in recent years by the Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers. But that inaugural mixed chorus competition here in Harrogate was sponsored and organised by Babs. My apologies to Babs for the mistake and to you for any confusion caused. Uh, The last podcast has now been amended and updated. So, on to this one, and without further ado, let's hear from the brand new men's quartet champions. Contestant number 10. Representing East Midlands, Preston and Don Amos, James, Eddie, Nick and Phil, Finest Hour! seems dark and gray and the clouds all pass my way I'm calling you dear today seems like you've been gone for Tears from falling. Can you hear me say? I'll say you're the girl I love. I love you. Make the skies above. My name's Phil, and I'm the bass. My name's Eddie, I sing the lead. I'm Nick, I'm the baritone. And can I say, Phil, Eddie and Nick, congratulations to all of you. What a fantastic performance. How did it feel to win yesterday? Oh, it felt fantastic. It was overwhelming, the support we got from the audience. Uh, it's just all the, the, the hard work that we've done throughout the year just, just paid off. When we finished that, the second song, the standing ovation was quite simply ridiculous and it, and it was overwhelming um, I very nearly broke down after the second song It was it, to see everybody stood up on their feet and showing their support was just incredible and the songs themselves, tell me about those well our, our favourite was our opener in the semi-finals which is If You Love Me, Really Love Me and uh, we, we just love it David Wright's fantastic arrangement of that song just perfect for both the barbershop style and a nice challenge for us to try and get our teeth into. We wanted to make a big impact at the semi-final, so we wanted to bring our, the, you know, the song with the most impact very, uh, first. There's such a powerful message to that song, and we, we wanted to perform that and uh, 
bring it straight away. Shall I catch a shooting star? Shall I bring it where you are? If you want me to, I will. Oh, I will. I do anything at all, even make a mountain fall. If you only love me still, I would pledge you any vow. Nothing matters to me now, just as long as you are there. You can set me any task, I'll do anything you ask If you only say you care oh, my love You are our brothers, aren't you? We are, we are. Yeah, and and, and you, you, you've been here before with, with, with the family quartet? We have, it was Homespun, singing with Dad as the bass and that was that, well Nick how old were you when you start when we started you were, <laughs> first started when I was four and a half singing half singing, half half half, half, uh, singing bar- baritone so, that's amazing <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun and then uh, as we got older we took fif- about 15 years out and came back in 2012 um, with the Grand Central Chorus as well and uh, yeah, we've uh, pushed on since then and having sung for all that time um it must. Does it come more naturally to you, uh, having started at four and a half, than, than it does to me, having started at forty-nine? Possibly, uh, <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't know for sure. But uh, I think uh, growing up in in a musical environment certainly helps. I think, yeah, with, uh, yeah, with your general musicality. I think, yeah, it's certainly a special thing and quite rare. We get an awful lot of enjoyment from that, and uh, the audience audiences really do appreciate the family aspect of it. I think speaking from a, a musical perspective as well, I mean, the, the family voice, as it were, they, there's a, it's relatively easy for them to match. I mean, I, I think they've got a wonderful blend, I mean, especially between Nick and Eddie, the lead and the baritone. The match of those voices is, is brilliant. So, you know, I found coming in late, as it were, that uh, my challenge has been to try and mix in with that blend, um, which has been great fun. How did you come in, Bill? I saw them first when uh, Nick was about seven or eight, I think, and uh, we loved it. I mean, my kids grew up listening to homespun tapes in the car, so I've known them in that time. And then when they came back uh, in 2012, I also sing with Grand Central and would, would do my auditions within that quartet. But uh, with, with Nigel, Dad, he just found it was time for him to finish. And I was chatting to him in the bar afterwards, yeah. after convention in 2012 or 13. And uh, he said, oh, that's it now for me, no more competing. So I said, well, what are the boys going to do then? And he sort of looked at me and said, well, go and play. So, <laughs> so that was really good fun. So that's how I came in on it, really. Yeah. In America, of course, there are quite a lot of barbershop families, but, but not so many here. Uh, no, uh, it's interesting to think about that one. I mean, in America, family is a big thing. And uh, a lot of families, I know of a couple of families in America who have got quartets within their families. And uh, it, it just, it's a real good thing to do. But I think it starts with the parents. And, and when the children are very young, if you can get them singing and enjoy singing and enjoy the harmony stuff as a family. I remember my own family, I've got a son and a daughter, and we used to sing before every meal. And I'd just get them singing something in three or four part harmony. And then, of course, then that, that sticks and they enjoy that. I think the barbershop style is a bit unique and it's maybe not as uh, attractive to the British ear as it is to the American ones where it's, it's much more widespread. Um, so I would encourage dads and mums here to get their kids just singing harmony 
and then uh, then see whether they can take in terms of the, 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 the barbershop style or not. You're now facing a year as champions. How are you looking forward to that? We're really looking forward to it. We, we can't wait to perform, for, for, uh, do as many shows as, as we're asked to do and, and uh, celebrate it with as many people as we can as well. And presumably the 2017 internationals back in as well. Yeah, I, I, I want to go to Vegas. I, and uh, after the score that we got, I think it's a it is a possibility of, be, of of breaking into the top 20 international. I think that's our next goal. Yeah, yeah. I think it has to be. Has to be. It's a big, big, yeah. big goal. But you know, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting year for us. And. Uh, yeah, we start saving some money. <laughs> <laughs> and to go with the likes of uh, Reckless, Emerald Guard, and uh, like Portobello Road, if they decide to go, I mean, there's going to be some re- and, and tagline, of course. Bams is in a fantastic is, place right now. There's the, some the really barbershop good. in this country is, is, is on the rise. It's on the rise. It's great, and there's a lot of young singers coming through as well. Like this four on demand, yeah. and the perfect pitches. It's, it's just great. And we just love singing. I mean, when we get together, you know, we, we just love to sing and we enjoy it. And we like to bring music and the messages of songs to an audience. And that's, uh, we just love doing that. So that's, well, hopefully we can take some of that to America, if that's not like bringing coals to Newcastle, as we say. Uh, but, we'd, you know, we'd like to show them that actually, well, we can do this. Well, we wish you all the very best, and I'm sure that you can, and we will be uh, cheering you on all the way. Thanks very much indeed, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody seen my gal? Have you seen my gal? Oh, have you seen my gal? My gal? Anybody The audience on its feet and rapturous applause for Finest Hour singing Five Foot Two. The other songs you heard there were To Start, For The Girl That I Love, and in the middle an excerpt from that David Wright arrangement of If You Love Me, Really Love Me. It was a rendition that moved some in the audience to tears. Now, the subject of love is certainly a preoccupation of many of the barbershop songs performed each year at conventions around the world. So it's always good to hear about life imitating song and romance blossoming for real at a gathering of barbershoppers. Helen Sutherland has just such a story to tell. Helen sings with the Tudor Rose Chorus in Winchester. Her mum Sue sings with Norwich Harmony. And last year they travelled to Pittsburgh for the annual convention hosted by America's Barbershop Harmony Society. Mum and I went over to International. We were travelling over with Hallmark of Harmony. Uh, we're in the hotel. We just popped down for a coffee in the, in the morning and uh, just happened to bump into a couple of the ambassadors of Harmony and uh, say one of those romantic sounding things you know eyes meet across the room and uh, yeah so it, that's where we first met it really <laughs> like, was as romantic as that was it it, eyes really meet was. Across- it really was it was like a bolt of lightning it was like someone shoved me and gone hey look at him over there you could write a song about this couldn't yeah, you yeah you could almost and, and, and what is what is the name of the ambassador of harmony uh, his name's Lance his name's Lance okay and he sings bass obviously so so once your eyes met what happened then tell us the next bit of the story well we were sort of a bit kind of flustered and we kind of grabbed our coffee and we got in the lift and went back up to our room to you know eat our breakfast and bits and pieces bumped into a couple of bumped into another couple of times and then on the Saturday evening we'd gone to the vocal majority's afterglow the ambassadors came along 
and his friend had kind of prodded him and gone, hey, look, there's that girl over there that you like the look of. Why don't you go and talk to her? So he sat and chatted to me, and then he had to go off and sing with his guys. He sent me a message to say, I'll be in the hotel bar later if you want to sit and chat. And we sat and chatted all night. <laughs> what a lovely story. And when, when did you first find out about this, Sue? Uh, I was sent to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was told I looked tired and I was to go to bed. And then in the morning, I thought, what is going on here? And I could see these two, and you could feel the sparks between them. And it was lovely. And so how, how closely do you keep in touch now? Because it's obviously a long-distance relationship. It is. It. It's 4,128 miles. You've counted every one. <laughs> I have, yes. Um, well, I've been over there. I went over there for three weeks. He's been over here for three weeks. But most of the time, it's uh, Skype facebook messenger so we talk several times a day well, and long may you continue to do so we, yes. we wish you all the very best thank, thank, thank you, you very much for telling your story thank you It did seem like a very good reason to hear a few bars of song from the amazing Ambassadors of Harmony. You Can't Stop the Beat is the title, and I'm sure that Lance is there singing among the basses. Lance and Helen hope that time brings you together soon, and thanks to Helen and her mum Sue for sharing their story. You're listening to the Harmony UK podcast recorded in Harrogate at Babs Convention 2016. And this has been a big year for one of the world's leading quartets, Acoustics. They were among the special guests in Harrogate, marking 25 years in the spotlight. Acoustics first burst onto the scene in 1990, winning gold as the world's best quartet only six months after they'd first got together. Since then, they've entertained literally hundreds of millions of people in theatres and sports arenas and on prestigious TV shows. And their catalogue of songs and styles ranges from jazz and gospel through doo-wop to patriotic popular songs. They also sometimes enjoy applying a novel treatment to a well-known song, like this one, for example, Unchained Melody in doo-wop style. Here you go. I'm Jason January, I sing the baritone with acoustics. I'm Joel Rutherford, I sing bass. My name is Todd Wilson, I sing the high notes. And you're here at Babs, it's great to have you here. A special year for you, because it's your, your 25th anniversary, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Won uh, the championship back in 1990 in San Francisco, so we've been going strong ever since and celebrating, uh, It was, I think it was last year, but yeah, this is our 25 years. Taking you back those 25 years, you came out of nowhere. Were you as surprised to win that international championship as maybe a lot of people in the audience were at the time? Fairly surprised. We, we had... Uh, fairly high goals. We were hoping we'd finish in the top 10. 
and uh, and so we were thrilled to be there uh, in the top ten. And when they announced five, four, three, two, we're like, well, who won? And it was ended up being us. It was quite a thrill. So, what are you doing this year then to uh, to, to celebrate? Uh, just continuing to make good music and having performances scheduled uh, from time to time as often as we can. And uh, we're kind of spread out between. Uh, Texas and Tennessee and get together as often as we can to uh, keep the music alive and having fun and, and uh, enjoying a lot of great folks we meet along the way. Looking at your resume over the 25 years, you've sung with a lot of very accomplished, extremely well-known people from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir to Leanne Rhymes to the King Singers, the Dixie Chicks. Uh, of course, you, you, you have a, a relationship with the four freshmen as well. What's, what's been the greatest moment, do you think, over all that time? Greatest moment. Um, uh, I, I will say okay. for me, uh, one of the greatest things we ever did was back in 1998, we got to sing with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra in Centennial Park to celebrate uh, July 4th in America, which is a big deal. There were 150,000 people there in the park. It was at the end of a convention and the symphony orchestra, and then also the vocal majority was there with us. That's one of the greatest things I think we've ever been able to do. That was a lot of fun. And you also, you, you, you've, done, you've done the Star Spangled Banner for a couple of NBA uh, finals, haven't you? Yes, we have. Uh, the Mavericks have been to the finals twice in the last six or seven years, and the first time it didn't work out, but the second time it did. But we, uh, we got to uh, sing the finals for them uh, both times and, and you know, broadcast internationally on ABC, so it was, that was a lot of fun as well. It's a much revered tune. Do you have to be very careful how you arrange it? Well, the arrangement we use is Jim Clancy's, and uh, it's been around for a long time. Uh, and we've got very, very positive feedback everywhere we've done it. I think one of the things that people appreciate is it's simple, straightforward, the harmonies are clean, and it's a very respectful uh, version of it. I was going to ask you a, a little bit about the, the genres that you do, because, of course, we've just seen you doing some gospel, you do some jazz, you do all sorts of things. Uh, you have a, 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 a sort of theme of patriotic music as well, and one of your albums is devoted to it, to American patriotic popular songs. God bless America. Say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Hooray for the flag of May it wave as our standards forever. God bless the USA. God bless the In this country, we don't have patriotic popular songs. We, we, we are patriotic, we're just a bit more reticent about it. Are we missing out on something? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> because that patriotic music is, is great. Uh, you know, the audiences love it. We love singing it. And anytime you can you know, rally your group, and if your group happens to be an entire country, it's a pretty big group, uh, to sing those kind of songs. And it's just great music. We had great composers like Irving Berlin, uh, we sang a song last night, God Bless America, which is just a classic. Uh, it's, and the songs are great. So it's, it's been a great combination for us, and we love, we love singing them. So maybe some of our composers should really get their heads together and, and write a couple of songs. I would think so. Let's write them a letter right now. <laughs> I will say this, too. The, the American patriotic music uh, really uh, helps the country as a whole uh, in times of crisis. When America went through 9-11, it was a lot of that patriotic music that really brought people together there was a lot of division but the music brought people together it was great so what's what's next for you guys then oh i think we're just going to continue to uh, 
uh, get together and sing great arrangements of great songs and try to touch people with our music anywhere we can. Thanks very much to Jason January, Todd Wilson and Joel Rutherford from Acoustics for sparing a few moments to chat on their way from the Sunday morning act of worship where they performed some superbly lively Southern Gospel to the Babs chairman's reception. Incidentally, the montage of American patriotic songs that you heard was taken from a video demo that they uploaded to YouTube to showcase a quarter century of their work. Watching it just underlines how superbly versatile acoustics are, and it is a real treat for the ears. Now, a quick reminder that any thoughts, comments or suggestions about this podcast are always welcome. You can drop me an email at harmonyukpod at gmail.com. You can tweet at harmonyukpod or look for the Harmony UK podcast page on Facebook. I have to say that I'm very grateful to everyone here in Harrogate who stopped to talk for the podcast. Conventions are hectic weekends of the best of times, and that's especially true if you're directing not one, but two choruses. On the Sunday morning, I was able to meet up for a chat with one of the busiest, and certainly one of the most successful musical directors of all. Sally McLean, musical director of Spirit of Harmony, as we were at Babs this weekend, and musical director for the White Rosettes. And you are very much involved in, in all aspects of this, particularly with the White Rosettes in the shows too, aren't you? Yes, certainly. We're here uh, this weekend as national champions for the Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers, so we get to sing on the champion show, and that's tonight, so we'll be getting ready this afternoon. Just thinking about it, you, you direct a men's chorus, you direct a women's chorus... Is there much difference between directing the two? Huge. Huge difference. Uh, They're very different types of people to educate and direct and teach and lead. You have to have very different skills for both sets. And I, I was surprised by that. I didn't think the gender would be so markedly different, and it is for me. Well, give us an example of the different sets of skills you need. Well, actually, I think the White Rosettes being in A level have developed a sense of what is right, so they need very little instruction. So they sing it right all the time, which is what gets you to A-level, is that level of consistency. So my teaching and directing of an A-level chorus then becomes hopefully more artistic, where you spend more time on the music rather than teaching people how to sing. Whereas when you're with a chorus that maybe score in the B-level, you spend more time on vocal production and vocal technique and understanding the music on a lower level, and it requires a different set of skills And the White Rosettes have been extraordinarily successful for an extraordinary length of time. Was it 15 times you won the... 15 national championships over our 30 years, and I guess that's because the other 15 years you're not allowed to compete. So, yeah, 15 national championships, two European championships, unprecedented, being in the A-level, low A-level consistently for about six years. Amazing, you know can keep me awake at night how amazing that is what is the secret because if you could bottle it i suspect there'd be a you, you, choruses would be queuing around the block for it uh, they, they would i think the choruses are queuing around the block for it so what is it i think a dedication and commitment to being your very best on a personal level so no leaning no depending on anybody else it's about being the champion on an individual level creates this huge championship ensemble and culture so people have got to think of themselves as champions as well as their choruses as champions. Absolutely. I think it's been the key that on an individual level you have to believe and have faith in yourself that you are that level and, and that you can't have singers on the rise and go, oh, well, I can't do that as well as her next door. And so you value everybody's talents, whatever they are, to make them feel 
the champion they are. So you, you create a psychological culture that breeds success. And I think that has been instrumental for the White Rosettes for a number of years. And I know some of the White Rosettes are always helping me along the way. And we have our former chair, Caroline Green, forwarded me a document that David Brailsford had written for the Sky Cycling team about how he developed this winning team of men to win the cycling championships. And, and I read some of it and I just thought, yeah, absolutely, that's what we do, but just in a different genre. I would imagine that this particular year as champions is a special one for you because, of course, it's, it's Lab's 40th anniversary. It is Lab's 40th anniversary. So we'll, we'll go to convention retiring, in inverted commas, uh, as champions and handing over to a new champion again at the end of the year. And it's been a fabulous year. We've had a great time. We've travelled a lot. We're here this weekend and we'll be getting ready to retire at convention. Looking forward to singing for everybody. And you'll be taking the Beacon of Harmony with you, I think. We will, yeah. We're honoured to be the last people to receive it so that we then bring the Beacon of Harmony with us as retiring champions. That's a great honour. Is there one highlight from the year that you could pick out? Oh my, it's not finished yet. Uh, From the year so far? Okay, the year so far. Being a champion. uh, You know what, it is that broad. I wake up every day thinking, we did it again. It's never ever expected. They never ever get complacent. We never rest on our laurels. And I think that's also part of the winning formula. We never get sick of wanting to do it better than we did last time. And I think that's what drives us and keeps us successful. So, you know, I'm, I'm still amazed that it continues to happen. One of the things that surprises me a, a little, although you've had these, uh, the, these accolades and you've won this championship 15 times, you cannot say definitively that you are the best women's barbershop chorus in Britain. The, the White Rosettes can't say that in the same way that Cottontown Chorus can at the moment uh, for men's barbershop, simply because there is another organisation, the Sweet Adeline's Quartet of Nations. Would you like to take on their champions, uh, Fourth Valley Chorus, head-to-head in competition? Oh, I think it would be hugely interesting to see how that would pan out, but Sweet Adeline's have a different judging category to ours, uh, and I'm not sure whether the White Rosettes sound, I'm not sure how that would be received in the Sweet Adeline genre. 
So, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, we've competed against Sweet Adeline choruses before in European and beaten them, which is hugely rewarding. Oh, name we, names. Uh, no, 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 integrity. <laughs> it's Sunday morning, but I keep my integrity intact. No, yeah, people can look on the website. But, yeah, we've, we've kind of worked alongside other Sweet Adeline choruses in the European contest. That gave us an opportunity to be on the same stage as other associations who are female. And we did very well with that and came away with our second European Championship. Is it healthy for women's barbershop to have two organisations? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Sweet Adeline is so much bigger, so much bigger than Labs. Uh, and that kind of obviously is, is then international. So lots of people get to sample, you know, our wares, which is, you know, encouraging and preserving barbershop singing. So I, I think it's great to have as many associations as possible. I love the way we're now trying to work together more. We have the barbershop in Harmony here, where Sweet Adeline's Labs and Babs, and the, a lot of the European kind of um, associations are working together to promote what we have in Europe. So I, I yeah, I think it's great that we have many associations. Of course, you're very widely known beyond the barbershop world, not least because, of course, about two and a half million people saw you on television with Gareth Malone in his last series, The Naked Choir. They what, certainly did. What, what was it like to work with him? It was fabulous. Fabulous. And do you know what? He's exactly as he is. That's how he is. He was like that at breakfast. He was like that at lunchtime. He was like that when he was being recorded. He was like that when he was uh, uh, giving us some directive about the programme and, and its pre-recorded state. And, and he was like that just before we, we retired and had drinks in the bar. So Gareth Malone is, is as he is. Uh, he's kind of an ageless star, isn't he? And uh, yeah, he's very charming and very funny. He also uses the word traditional nearly every time when he talks about barbershop. And of course he was asking people to do all sorts of beatboxing and very modern a cappella techniques. Did the two choruses who entered that competition, the two barbershop choruses, ever have much of a chance? On reflection now, having uh, done the first series, I think it would have been very difficult for a standard traditional barbershop group to have been successful in that. I was acutely aware of how there were musicians in the other groups who would, in a very short period of time, be successful in the remit that was given to them at the end of each episode. And that often, at the end of each episode, they were given a week with a piece of music chosen by Gareth Malone that they didn't know about, that they had to have arranged in their style and present the following week to us as the jurors. And I know that often barbershop, it takes much longer even just to arrange a simplest song. I think if we'd have known that in advance, if we'd have had a chorus who had on standby arrangers available where it's like phone a friend okay tonight they've said we have to get together simply the best arrange it get it to us for tomorrow I think we'd have a better chance of that but I think we were a little unprepared because we're very prescriptive appropriately so because that keeps the barbershop style pure but I think that just didn't allow for any flexibility in that particular programming final question to you that that purity of style that barbershop organizations go for is that forever going to condemn Barbershop to being a niche musical interest, sort of further and further away from the mainstream? I don't think niche is condemning. I actually think niche is where it's at. It's like Vogue or um, cult. I'll say that lightly, but I don't think there's anything wrong with being a niche. And I think you'll always find people who are interested in something that's very particular, specific or peculiar. And I like the uniqueness of the barbershop sound. It's what got me here in 1982 and I've been here ever since. And it's the beauty of the sound of the barbershop style that keeps people singing it. And I would hate for us to ever drift away permanently from that. I think there is always space for uh, evolution in the way that we sing. And I think that is demonstrated by 
the arrangements that we begin to sing and the way that we kind of stretch the boundaries. I think that's wholly appropriate, but I think it's really important that we keep that niche going because that's what is the barbershop style. And finally, I'm just wondering about your, your next challenge because, of course, uh, having won 15 times, I think you, you, you've been MD eight times, haven't you? When, uh... I have, yes. Eight gold medals as a director and seven gold medals as a singer with the White Rosettes. Doesn't there come a point where you think there must be more to life than just winning this national championship? You know, give me another challenge. I've been there, I've done it, I've got the T-shirt. I haven't been there, I haven't done it and I haven't got the T-shirt because every single championship is different. It's never a guarantee. It's always a huge challenge. And the challenge the White Rosetta set themselves is to be better than they were themselves before. So you can never compare and contrast or indeed try and consider beating other people because you don't know what they're doing and how good they've got. What's really important for the White Rosettes is that we maintain our standard and improve on it on a weekly basis that remains our challenge every single week and we have great great pleasure in achieving it on a weekly basis and long may you continue sally thank you very much thank you john Another of David Wright's legendary arrangements, Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho, performed by the White Rosettes on that Sunday evening champion show here in Harrogate. And you also heard another song from that set by the White Rosettes. Of course, it was Skyfall. And that's almost it from this year's Babs Convention. But before we go, here are a few more moments which made convention goers smile. Like the musical director interrupted by a phone call, just as his chorus was about to compete. Contestant number 34, from Windsor, under the direction of John Palmer, the Royal Harmonics. his former chorus, the Royal Harmonics of Windsor, making light of their parting of the ways just a few months earlier. The new director, Paul Bouy, stepped out front to take the Royal Harmonics on to fourth place in the chorus contest. As for JP, as he's known, well, he took Spinnaker Chorus as their new director onto their best-ever result, a bronze medal at Sweet Adeline's convention in Newcastle earlier in May. Next, there was the mass outdoor chorus sing, and an American director divided from his British singers by a common language. I don't know what hot on my heart is, all right, but let's go ahead and do me a favor. 
Weaver, all right? Let's gain a little bit of technique here and turn through those word sounds, all right? So we don't hear, all right? That is a very English thing, I guess. And I love you for it, and you're beautiful people. But I can't understand the word you're saying. Don't worry, you tell me the truth. I guess I'm the one that sounds silly here. <laughs> Main Street's Tony DeRosa there, the man with the megaphone. And were you there for that toe-curling moment during the quartet finals when it all seemed to fall apart for the four members of Britpack? My love back home beyond the sea Well, by now we were all getting very worried indeed. Elsewhere, Britpack have explained what they were doing. Singing, they say, is all about allowing the audience to feel an emotion. Well, anxiety is an emotion that we heaped on the Babs audience in bucket loads. My love back home beyond the sea. Well, they certainly did. Until, that is, they finally revealed to our immense relief that this was all the prelude to a comic song about a baritone. This new quartet of mine doesn't want me here. The reason why should be very clear. Though ungrateful I may seem, I just think they're very mean. With any false start, they just point my way. false starts. They never ever blame the tenor or the lead. They say cause I sing baritone preferably all alone. Now the gags here are as much visual as vocal so I would urge you to make haste to YouTube if you haven't already seen this and search for Britpack the false start song. Definitely worth a watch and they are promising more to come. I for one can't wait. And that really is all for this edition. Special thanks to all who agreed to be interviewed for these last two podcasts in Harrogate. Also to Al Lines from Babs, who kindly provided access to sound recordings from the contest and show performances. To the directors of Babs for allowing me to wander freely with a microphone around the convention. And, of course, to you for listening. The next Harmony UK podcast will be published online in the autumn. Till then, from me, John Beasley, keep the whole world singing. Have a great summer and bye-bye.